new iPhone and Mac OSs, widgets, and abusing iPhones. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is brought to you by the Mac Voices Slack, available to all patrons of Mac Voices. Sign up today at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is Mac Voices Live. It's Tuesday night. Uh, we, are, we are on YouTube at youtube.com slash TV. I'm a little thrown off because the crew did not interrupt my introduction for once. And so I just went with it. I'm kind of kind of impressed that I actually did it. Um, yeah, so we'd love to have you join us in the chat room. Uh, we have a bunch of our friends there now, and hopefully more are coming all the time. And as always, they just kind of bounce in and out. That's what we do here. A lot of us have new gear uh, this this Tuesday. In fact, I when I went to plug in my iPhone to use as my camera, um, I discovered that I needed a USB-C cable because I was still trying to use the lightning cable. So it shows you just how new everything is. Uh, so we're going to go around the room, uh, let you see who's here, and then dig into some of the new gear along with a bunch of other interesting things. Uh, first up, as usual, in the top left of my screen, but not yours, Mr. David Ginsburg. David, good to have you. Good to be here. Uh, good to see everybody this week, and yeah, happy new device day. It's going to be a lot of fun to talk about all our new stuff. Happy new device day. I like that. I think we'll make that a national holiday. Yeah, it needs to be. I like it. I like it. Jim Ray is here. I'm not quite sure where Jim is today with that background, but he's here now with us. So it's good to have you, Jim. Thank you. That's my backyard. Oh, okay. Your backyard keeps evolving. <laughs> that picture is from like three years ago. Oh, okay. Well, I don't. No, never mind. Eric Bolden is here too. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the woods. Eric, Eric, you're still in the woods. I got lost. Don't want to ask for directions. Maybe one day I'll escape. <laughs> uh, either that or you're just uh, you know, looking to go to the woods and write a manifesto. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. Please don't. Mark Fuccio is here. He's been waiting all this time, and now he can say he's on Mac OS Sonoma. Mark, it's great to have you. Yes, thank you. And I have the official Sonoma desktop as the background, and this will end my series of Sonoma images dating back to, I don't know, late June, early July. Every yeah, time you've been, on the show. You've been doing this for a while. Some of us recognize some of them, some of us didn't, but you know, now you have an official one. So what's the next series going to be? Do you have any ideas? We have to see what Apple introduces next year, you know, for their... Uh, you know, for their next uh, OS. Ah, okay. But otherwise, I tried to make backgrounds topical. And uh, yes, everyone, I am. I have updated uh, today to uh, Sonoma, as well right. as we had dot releases, and I updated my phone and my iPad. So I am brave man. Front of, uh, and I think uh, I think my uh, HomePods and EarPods uh, have updated themselves as well. So I think I'm current on the OS front. Good deal. Well, you're you're farther ahead than I am. But Ben Rathig apparently has been ahead of us all because he's been running Sonoma betas for, I don't know, how long, Ben? Uh, since the beginning. Since the beginning. Okay, so you may you may have True. Sonoma seniority. Yes. If that's a thing, I don't know. Good to have yeah. you. Yeah. 
It's good to have you. And I got your uh, USB-C cable here, Chuck. No. Well, thank you, Ben. It better be a long one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it's USB-A. To, I, yeah, yeah, and I do have to say, uh, Mark, I look forward to your backgrounds for the upcoming macOS Death Valley. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know, there's uh, plenty of desert shots out there. <laughs> Last but absolutely not least, we haven't seen her for just a little while. Ms. Kelly, come on. Kelly, welcome. I was over here waiting for my phone and um, really excited about the Sonoma release because it's wine country and now everyone else will get to drink over Mac OS the way we do. Yay. <laughs> did we need a reason, Kelly? Some people did. Uh, okay. Not everyone has to do this in a professional capacity, so not everybody has quite as many reasons is my presumption. Hmm. Okay. Good, good point. Good point. Well, so Mark is on Sonoma. Ben is on Sonoma. Um, anybody else on Sonoma? Not my my, my primary device, but a number of other devices I upgraded today. Okay. Is anybody specifically holding back or were you, well, I'm specifically holding back. So I won't say just like me. Um, Kelly, you're, you're specifically holding back? Yes. I will never install a dot zero ever, 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 ever. Um, because uh, at least at this point, I don't, ha- um, if it goes horribly wrong, I, I can't afford the downtime. So I don't have a, um, a, a better option. So I need to, I always at least wait for dot zero dot one, um, you know, give it, give it a couple of days. Like it used to be a lot longer, but now with social media and people, you know, it's it's a lot easier to find out kind of how it's going in general for people. So um, I don't have to give it all that time. I gave it um, I gave it a couple of days and make sure there's not something really serious that I need to worry about. So um, yeah. plus, I'm still kind of in the midst of making sure that everything went okay with migrating to my new phone, so um, I can let my computers chill out for a day or two before I go pull the trigger on a new OS. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Eric, I'm a little surprised. You're not running Sonoma? On two of my machines. Okay. Two of them I haven't upgraded yet because I I use a package manager to install things, and it's not available yet. I have to wait. But the machine I'm talking on right now is Sonoma. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, I'm specifically holding off for a couple of reasons. I'm like Kelly. I'm not sure I'll wait to a point one necessarily, but I definitely going to wait at least a, a few days. Um, but uh, Larry Jordan in his newsletter this week said that the, the new version of Final Cut, I guess the one that is Sonoma compatible, um, has a bug in it that breaks a lot of the plugins from a major plugin manufacturer for Final Cut. And so it's like, okay, I, I use a bunch of those plugins. so. I'm holding off on my production machine. I may upgrade one of the secondary machines, but at some point, you know, if it, I'm still able to get work done. So that's, that's the most important thing. Any, any surprises, any, any issues or anything that jumps out at you that you really love for those of you that did the upgrade? Uh, Um, How not different it is. Okay. Um, to be honest, with the exception of the enhance, a lot of the stuff with Sonoma is going to be under the hood. 
none in the interface with the exception of the interactive widgets, uh, which are now pretty much my entire desktop. (laughs) (laughs) But I am unsurprised. Well, yeah, Ben, you had put that in our private Slack. Um, and I'm kind of curious because I've, I haven't paid that much attention to the interactive widgets. And I think Mark chimed in as well that he was into, into them. Um, wh- what is so great about interact- these interactive widgets? Um, basically, if instead of launching the full app, if there's just like one repetitive task, minor repetitive task you have to keep doing, uh, I can just do it from the desktop instead of going into the app. It basically iOSifies my Mac. Because it's the same thing with iOS 17, right? Like <clears throat> you yeah. can actually do stuff in the widgets and not just look at stuff in the widgets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So what's the good part? <laughs> For instance, I, uh, not being able to play music without going into the terrible uh, Apple Music app on the Mac <laughs> or podcast or look at uh, whatever new mail I have or the news or a bunch of other things. I, I do okay. like the new that the mail widget finally gives you like that's all I ever wanted out of the mail widget was. That's obviously a message I don't mean or, you know, um, mm-hmm. I don't need or I need to reply to that right away and I can hit it right from the widget and then do what I need to do, which will take me to mail. But, you know, um, the most common example I use is like the weather widget. There are different pieces of yeah. atmospheric information that people want all the time. Being able to um, uh, pick and choose what those are, like a thing that can be important to some people is sunrise or sunset. Or if it's going to rain today and not just the temperature and you can, you know, you can add air quality if it's smoke season where you are and Mm -hmm. you can, you know, adjust those as you need without having to go all the way over to the weather app and get it and come back. And I know there's ways to do that in the menu bar, but like natively from Mac OS and natively from iOS, there isn't an easy way to do that. And that's one of the great things about widgets that um, I really like is being able to have some of that stuff, you know, on the lock screen or on the desktop. I mean, I felt like I was the only person who was sad when they finally got rid of the the little dashboard full of widgets after like Snow Leopard maybe? Like it was a billion years ago. Like I want to say yeah. like Tiger was the last time they were like anybody cared about updating them or something. But um uh I always really liked them because I liked having that little heads up display of a bunch of little bits of information and now um now everybody does, and now everybody thinks they're great. So I'm glad because I want to know how many more are we're going to get and what kind of creative uses people are going to have for them. I know the PCALC, uh, Dice by PCALC widget lets you roll dice in a widget, which is also amazing. That makes me very happy. Yeah, yeah. and the best part about it is um, there's widget compatibility across the, war, the board. Yeah. Um, so you can bring all the great widgets created for iOS and iPadOS right over to the mm-hmm. Mac. Yeah, it's great. Which Mark, I have done. Mark, how about you? How are you? Do you you were also one of the enthusiasts. Oh no, I was interested in hearing uh, what Ben was saying and why why he why he was uh, so pleased and leading to the point of saying he might buy another monitor just for placing his widgets. So uh, I think he's given us a little bit of flavor of that. But 
I'm sure back in July or August when all the sites were talking about all the uh, Mac uh, you know, OS Sonoma features, they talked about how you create widgets. I either didn't read them or forgot about them. But uh, Ben, how does one go about creating, say, a widget for you know, Safari or Mail or you know some other app? It, it it's the same interface from iOS and iPadOS. Um, you just uh, right click on the uh, on the desktop and go to Edit Widgets. Then all your uh, all your standard Apple widgets will be right there. Okay, I'm doing that. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, I mean, if you want to do custom, I did buy another monitor for my widgets. It's right here. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it well, right well, here and and I see it a lot more often than I see my Mac desktop which I basically only see when I reboot uh every 42 days or so. Well, that 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 uh monitor is currently being used as the camera. <laughs> oh, that's a problem, yeah. Eric, you mentioned oh, I, uh that Oh, I'm sorry, Jim, go ahead. I was say I do have an iPad right here too. Um, of course you do. <laughs> Eric, you said though, you mentioned the um being able to see through them to the making the desktop visible behind behind you. Is is that is that a big thing? It's driving me nuts. <laughs> because I, I randomly thought... I, I randomly click my mouse button to like keep the computer awake. And moving the mouse around and click. And every time I click, everything zooms off. And then I click again and it zooms back and it zooms off and it <laughs> zooms back. And it, yeah, I I had I had a bit of a bit of that and and you can turn it off. Yeah, what is how? it called? Uh, how? It's driving you can me also <laughs> adjust how often your computer goes to sleep too. Um it's under in uh system settings, desktop and dock. It's under desktop and stage manager. Um, uh, what is it called? Click wallpaper to reveal desktop. I yeah. said only in stage manager, and then I turned off stage manager. So okay, 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 got it. I just did the same thing. Okay, good. Yes. Uh, now I do have one machine that has gazillions of windows open all the time. There, and I don't use it very often. That one, I, I'll leave it on because that could be useful. But my normal work machine, I, I put things open all over the place, and, and I, I need them to stay there. That's interesting. I'm sitting here trying to decide whether I think that would be a good idea for me. So now I'm anxious to 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 find <laughs> out because I, I can see some definite advantages to having it click the desktop and, and letting it, everything zoom out. But I also see some real disadvantages too, like you said. So hmm. interesting. Uh, I want to welcome Brian Flanagan Arthurs to the show. He had a meeting and so he dashed in with his tie intact just to join us. <laughs> Brian, good Thank to you have you. Thank you. Hope everyone's having a great day. So far, so far. So the question is, are you on Sonoma or not? Not yet, uh, but looking forward to it right after this meeting. I didn't want to goof anything up. <laughs> Got it. Good, good. Um, anything else? I mean, I don't want to play Sonoma down too far, but we have a bunch of other things to talk about. So anything, one Sonoma, once, twice? 
the whole talking about. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have an idea we'll be talking about this a lot as we go forward and play with it more. Um, so uh, the, the new iPhones are here. Who got a new iPhone? Okay. Okay, three yeah, of us. Know, yeah, as I say, we, we know about yours. We saw it. We saw it unboxed on the Max Show, Chuck. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, um, I have to say that you know I've sort of what was said here about Sonoma. There's a lot of sameness going on, um, but there are also some nice little features. And of course, the other thing that weird thing that happens is that we get the new version of the iOS about the same time we get the phone. And so you feel like one goes hand in glove with the other. But that said, I'm the, the only thing I did see a couple articles about uh, the phones getting hot. And I've noticed that not ridiculously scorching hot, but Mm. mine has gotten warm. But I also know they say that, a lot of that, along with battery life, is the indexing of photos and the indexing of everything else. So that's the only yeah. – yeah, David, that's the only issue I could – if you can call that an issue. And it's just – to me, it's just a break-in kind of thing. Well, the ba- the the battery life, I definitely noticed it uh, right off the bat at the beginning. But, again, like you said, it was indexing because the first day I was like, why the heck am my battery going down to 30% and I like barely used it? So – uh, and it, uh, it, it, and a lot, a lot of it is because they do turn on back, background app refresh, which annoys me. I don't, I want to, don't like to turn off things I don't want running. So that was probably the biggest thing that was hitting the battery. But, but after a few days now, now we've had it almost, uh, what's, we just got a Friday. So we've had it about four, three days now, three, four days. It, it seems it's, it's settled down a little bit. But as far as battery life goes, I'm glad you reminded me about background app refresh. I completely forgot about that. And that may yeah, I have did too. <laughs> been oh, yeah. affecting mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kelly? Uh, well, so I migrated and then uh, left town. Um, <laughs> but uh, it seems like I had some weird rough edges around migrating. It was the, you know, take the picture of your old phone with your new phone and, and let them hang out next to each other. And then it's all sort of done. And um, uh for about 24 hours i would get text messages to my watch but they would never show up on my phone which was very weird and uh even still um half my home pods have forsaken me uh when i talk to them they go um your phone's not on the network you know huh? who are you um and uh it's weird and i've tried uh, a couple of things so far um, I'm now up to, uh, my friend Jamie's suggestion. Hi, Jamie. Um, I'm, uh, in the process of preparing the sacrificial goat to see if that will help because the chanting didn't work and, uh, <laughs> you know, standing on one foot while I unplugged them and plug them back in didn't seem to make a difference. So we'll see if that helps, but, um, uh, it's only some of them. And like they all updated and, you know, everything was fine. And I told them all to restart when they started having trouble. But the problem is, like you said, because we get new iOS and we get new software and new hardware kind of at the same time. I don't know if it's mad that I went to 17 or if it's mad that I actually do have new hardware. But other than that, I haven't really had um, an issue with it, but it's just been a couple of little weird funny things and so like i'm honestly still in the phase of maybe i just obliterate the new one and go 
run the migration again because it's not like it's only been a couple of days. So it's not like they're all that different. So I'm still debating like today or tomorrow if I was going to do that, then I would probably do it today or tomorrow. But um, it's been sort of odd. And usually it's really smooth. So that was the reason it was sort of weird to me because like the home pods were fine and all of that. And I went around the house, turned everything on, updated all the Apple TVs, and they're all okay now too, you know, with with iOS and got all that stuff updated and everything else seems to be working together. But I've got like some of these home pods that just have shunned me. Um, mine did get warm for about 24 hours, but then it sort of chilled out. So I think it must have just been like spotlight indexing and all that stuff. So um Kelly, when you when you mentioned the migration thing, did you you did install 17.0.2 before? Yes. Yeah, okay. you had to. Yeah, it wouldn't let me if I Oh really? I remember yeah. seeing, you know, that's an interesting point. I remember seeing it prompt me and I knew about it already. So I was looking for it. I didn't yeah. know if it would just completely block you or not. Yeah, it basically stops and goes, Hi, there's a new update. You want to run it, don't you? With the little Jedi hand wave, and then you don't have a choice. Yes, 17.0 is not the OS you're looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I saw one other report that I thought was interesting that I guess some YouTube uh, influencer, and I'm tempted to make fun of them a little bit, going through ruggedness tests of taking a box cutter and running it over this and running it over that. And then they decided to try to flex the darn thing. And guess what? It broke. And they seem to be very surprised. And okay. Yeah. I guess I would have been surprised too, but why would you do this to a brand new iPhone other than just to try to get views? Is this the same YouTuber that said you could upgrade your phone with a headphone jack and took a drill to the bottom and then people were mad because they tried it and it voided their warranty or is this a different person i don't know Callie. i think it's a different one i think this is one of those that you know because listen as soon as these things hit the street you see drop tests and all kind of durability tests and everything and they're very unscientific it's 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 all just a a visual clickbait kind of thing but I do think that it's an interesting discussion to have or a point to be made, given that this is a new titanium frame and whether that makes a difference in the rigidity or the the fragility, if you will. So, yes, because it means they either have to try either not quite as hard or really, really hard in order to destroy $1,000 worth of technology live on the Internet. They yeah. were going to do it either way. Yeah. And and I, and I guess I did not see this widely reported. I just saw this on one or two places. And so that's why I sort of wrote it off, but I thought it might, is worth mentioning. Anybody else see this or, or have any, any thoughts on it at all? Uh, I think, yes. I mean, there's people out there who will try to do things like this to grab attention. Uh, they're not like I fix it, who rigorously does teardowns of, iPhones and iPads and Macs and Android devices and other things. Um, they have a right to repair agenda uh, that uh, they uh, that they promote. But uh, you know, there's all sorts of other things. I mean, there used to be back in the day uh, that site called Will It Blend, and it's these guys who have made <laughs> blenders and uh, they take all blenders. sorts of stuff. And yes, 
you know, they even they blended a number of generations of iPhones of turning into fine black uh, black powder. So I'm, I'm not surprised that people are taking a phone and trying to bend it, you know, to see how far it goes before it breaks. And if their site is big enough, uh, you know, they get more, they can get potentially more you know, revenue from uh, YouTube, you know, by views to offset uh, the cost of the uh, phone that they trashed and then some. Yeah. Okay, let's just be clear. You will not see us bending any iPhones here, <laughs> with the, you know, just to see if they break or not. That's not going to happen. Yes. Yes. In, fa- in fact, I like to take it the exact other way and uh, show everybody that my, because I put it in a case and don't treat it like crap, my three year old uh, 12 Pro Max is still in pretty much perfect condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brian, you just brought up something. I'll let you say in our, in our private chat because you're right. I, that I forgot about that. I was trying to figure out who it was. Um, I'm trying to find the article, but there was somebody who bought a original iPhone sealed, uh, I believe, for forty thousand dollars. Unboxed it live on YouTube, and I think they more than made their money back. Um, I'm assuming through ads, uh, maybe some subscriptions on YouTube, that type of thing. Um, just trying to find the link for it. I think that's Marquez Brownlee, who he was huge, and he has like I don't know, fifteen million views on his, uh, you know, on, on a, a a lot. I don't want to views in millions. He, he's yeah. got seventeen yeah. million subscribers. Let's put it that way. Yes, yeah. that's it. He was yep. name checked in the Wonderlust event for. Like, see, if yes, you're, he was. If you're wondering, like, who is yes. that guy? He's that guy. Yeah, he's on that yeah. level. And rightfully so, because he makes excellent content. He really, oh, does. He really does. He, he really does. does. Make no mistake. He absolutely earns all of that. But yeah. I don't know. I just I have a problem with that. But anyway. Well, um, he didn't open it up and put it in a blender. I mean, well, he's got yeah. that going for <laughs> Good point, Kelly. Good point. Um, so again, the new phone and iOS 17 sort of cross over and and get bl- get blended. There we go. Just in keeping with the theme. Um <laughs> So I, I have to say, I, I I love a new iPhone feature that I sort of gets in my way or pops up. It's completely intuitive that I sort of remembered reading about, but had forgotten about. Um, and the visual voicemail is one of those that, you know, just very shortly after I got my iPhone all set up and ready to go, I got a call. It was a number I didn't recognize. And I was watching it transcribe live. And it just, that is such a nice feature. Yeah. Um, one one that's going to, it, it's going to help us all, I think, not have to call people back, but also recognize spammers and say, you know, I'm not going to bother. So Chuck, so, was your call a spammer or was it, you know, some associate whose name you didn't recognize off the top of your head? It actually was, was it, it was a legitimate call. Um, it was, um, it was from a medical provider. Mm-hmm. That was not in my contacts, but it was a legitimate, you know, need to talk to. So, which which even did better because then, because you know how some of that is, you know, call back. It doesn't matter if you call back in ten seconds. You're, you know, you're either in a queue or you're waiting for the person that called you. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. it definitely, definitely worked. So, on that, did, did the ability that, that, that I love, if it's still, I'm I, curious. I think I think Brittany is going to brave it again. <laughs> uh oh! Hey, hi everyone. No, my no audio here for a couple seconds. 
I was just going to wait and see if you freeze oh, and no, then talk. <laughs> I think Comcast said they reset something. I figured it was worth a try. Can't. Yeah, you never know. We yeah. have no audio. Brittany Smith Still? is here on mute. Oh, yeah. And she can get herself off mute. I hear her. Yeah. So. She sounds fine here. Just Chuck. Did, did, did Brooke so I can say Chuck? anything about Chuck that I want to. Perfect. Yeah. Now's your chance. <laughs> we we can, we can hear her if you can hear us. Okay. I think I have to apologize. I must be the one that has. The, I think I've lost all your audio. Oh, Comcast infected Chuck. Chuck. Now, <laughs> now all of us can talk <laughs> smack about Chuck. <laughs> underpants. Underpants, underpants. on with the show, somebody. I'll, I'll Let's check my I'll start audio. singing underpants. I oh, think I broke Chuck. <laughs> uh, you know. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Uh, the uh, basically the now the stream has become like the, the fine woven cases. Yeah. I, no, I did not buy the fine woven case, and yeah, there's been I, lots of. I did not. Lots of lots of. Uh, the press about the how a lot of fingerprints on them and hard to uh, uh, hard to keep them clean and that's like, and that's like right off the bat. So right. and even the, ver- the Cable even the verge sa- even the verge said that uh, yeah they're they're garbage basically. If you need oh. a case for your case, yeah, the case <laughs> needs a case. Like- it's not the only case in town. This is the part that baffles no. me. This like right. people are so worked up about this, and I'm like, I know. go type iPhone 15 case into the search engine of your choice, and right. you will find. And this is only an approximate number: 11 decabillion of them. Here, I, I'm I'm trying uh, this one. I got this one. I might get on the phone this week. It's yeah. actually good. The catalyst. I've got two on spec right now. I'm using yeah. one. I'm going to try the other. It's clear and MagSafe, and everything is titanium, which makes me very happy. Um, but I'm still a dropper kicker thrower, and I don't want it to get messed up. So, um, you know, I took it out to show it off to y'all tonight, you know. Um, but uh, I'm I'm team clear MagSafe. Okay, so yeah. I've got one of these, oh, yeah. and there's another one over there. And um, that tends to be what I put on them, because I have a magnetic uh, vent thing in the car that I like to use um, mostly just to hold it up. So I have a consistent place where my phone lives more than, you know, actual like charging magic or anything like that. So um, that's like when the fine moving cases came out, I was like, well, what if, and stay with me here, you buy a different one. Whoa. Right? Like, well, I mean, like, and- <laughs> you don't have to have one. Like, there are so many companies out there that make amazing cases and you could they have do. something else on the back of your phone. You could have a clear case. You could have like my 12 pro had, you could have a clear case with glitter. You can have hello kitty. You can have star Wars. I'm sure there are other things out there that yeah, this, like that you can get on nice. the phone case. I don't know. It's clear. You know? It's clear. Yeah. It's yeah. the Apple logo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Kelly, what? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. I can have like the $20 ESR case that, that I've had on my, iPhone 12 Pro Max for two and a half years. Do you know why I know that? That's what this one is. This is the ESR Halo Lock case. That's what I've got in my hand yeah. right now. That's the one that's on my phone this second. Okay. So, yeah, um, it's great. Uh, I have that one and a Smartish because uh, I love Smartish cases. And um, I have the Smartish one, too. And I'm just going to see um, which one I like better. And they were not expensive. 
So uh, it was fine. Like I bought a clear MagSafe case. Apple never had one. And now I can. And I moved on with my life. And so if you don't care about the fine woven cases, you don't have to. Next time on Mac Voices, the panel continues the fine woven discussion, discusses standby, and debates the apparent different levels of excitement for iPhone 15 from different audiences. I'm Chuck Joyner. I'll see you right back here on Mac Voices. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.